day we had, um, we, there's, uh, um, what's his name from the New American. He attends a lot of these, and uh, he's what's there today uh, reporting on what was going on there and talking about how, and it's in Katowice, uh, Katowice, Poland, Alex Newman from, um, uh, the, the, from the newamerican.com. He does great reporting. And he was saying today that they literally are just, um, there. there's all these puppets there, even from the U.S., still legitimating the climate um, baloney science, um, still using the verbiage of climate science, climate um, um, credits, all of this, um, all of this fake science and, and verbiage used to threaten our way of life by ending um, our independence in how we do energy in this country now and across the world. And of course, this is through the, the Agenda 21 policies where they're trying to take away um, our rights to control our own use of energy and put it all into um, the, the government, basically, the fascist, but it, it's fascism because it is the corporate, um, it is corporations um, married to government that now will control everything and already have, but it's the next step in the totalitarian tiptoe, as David Icke likes to call it. And so what's going to happen soon, folks, um, if they get their way, is that you'll no longer be able to burn wood in your house, okay, what? or coal, or peat, or any next, of the... Next, you won't be able to make cookies, or they'll be telling you what kind of cookies to make, or you can't eat them because you're too fat, and then you make taking it's natural ways that people have done it forever, <laughs> and instead you have to only use what is um, regulated like through where you live, which is going to be, of course, natural gas... Uh, Natural gas. They don't usually. want you to do passing gas. Nothing. And do then that is going to be set and controlled by the government. So in your house, okay, through the 5G technology and the quantum computing technology, but especially through 5G and the push of having smart homes, smart everything, meaning fascist homes, fascist invasion of your privacy, they will be able to turn down your thermostat in your house. Why don't y'all ask Q about this? Why don't y'all ask Trump about this? I'm just curious. I'm just saying, they're not saying anything about 5G. It's without you knowing. I mean, without you controlling it, you'll know because you'll be cold. <laughs> but they will say what you can use for energy, and this will be very much connected to your social credit score. Now, people who have these nest systems in their houses, that is how um, it will become possible where now they put it out there as, oh, it's so great from your smartphone. You can see the temperature on your, you know, on your thermostat at home. Down. Isn't that great? Um, but soon you'll see that they'll start imposing these, these restrictions where they set it back, they dial it back, and oh, no, between the hours of, you know, 12 and 4 during the day, um, during the warmest hours of the day, we're going to bring that temperature back to 60. You can only have the heat on 60. So bundle up. And um, this is all to, of course, save the world and protect the environment from your heavy breathing. Now, absolutely crazy, absolutely insane. And as soon as they can use this as a way to, um, to put austerity measures on people um, who don't comply with the uh, United Nations, um, with the Agenda 21 mandates, okay, that those are the people that are going to have this imposed upon them first, and then of course it will go from there. But so at the at the COP 24, we have um, 
We had a protest today by deep state uh, paid actors coming in when Trump was giving, uh, not Trump himself, but Trump's representatives were doing a uh, talk about coal, a talk about clean coal technologies, about what can happen uh, as opposed to what they do in China, who the UN is like, do whatever you want, just burn, you know, just destroy the entire environment where you are, you can kill the ozone, we don't care. Um, in fact, you can do as much as you want, China, but even though the United States has the cleanest energy in the entire world, has the lowest carbon footprint, uh, they, we, we're not allowed to do anything of the kind, when in fact, there are very, very clean ways to utilize coal. Now, there's really awful things that multinational corporations do called mountaintop removal, where they will remove an entire top of a hillside or a mountainside in order to get to like 18 inches of coal. And that's completely what happens when there is um, total, uh, you know, total disregard for the environment. And that's crazy. Um, there has to be uh, clean extraction processes and clean burning processes, and they have them. But because of uh, uh, the corporatist control of what does and doesn't happen in different facts uh, in different parts of legislating at different times, uh, we, get, we get the worst of both worlds instead of the best of both worlds, which is what we could have. And the best of both worlds comes when people are allowed to decide what happens. Like in Switzerland, you have direct democracy, okay? Switzerland's like one of the cleanest places in the world. You ever been there? It's like you can ride on the train and it's like cleaner than your bathroom, okay? <laughs> you know, Switzerland is super clean. All the people are armed, okay? They're all also, uh, they have direct democracy. They vote, they decide everything that happens, which is why you can have... Nobody's uh, committing any crimes when the public is fully armed. You, you won't have to worry about anything if the public is fully armed that's something we should think about how about everybody have a gun everybody have a gun um well not everybody but you know uh such a trust in that country of people with each other and also the government because they know that they are in charge so much of what happens there doesn't mean there's not massive corruption too it doesn't mean that there's not enormous uh disparity of wealth there as well but it's very different than most places and that is because um, you get much more control by the people of what's going to happen to them, which is what we need back in this country, and which is what the people in Europe um, are doing, what they're doing in, in Belgium and in France um, to, to say no, okay? And so... Who bought them all those yellow jackets and coordinated that, though? I'm skeptical. 24 is happening. It's really important people understand this because these energy policies are coming fast and hard towards us. And we're seeing them using their covert ways of um, taking control of areas, such as they did in Paradise, California, which is now on a military-style lockdown. Uh, they're going to rezone it, I am sure, to do exactly what they did to Santa Rosa, California, where uh, they want to rezone the area that they burn up uh, with the new weapons. They want to rezone it into these stack-and-pack, um, uh, uh, much more uh, con enormous... A lot more people living there, higher population and denser. Okay, so they're gonna put these. Uh, My cat is hilarious. And now you know who it is. Oh, who is it? Kyla Powers, it is. Oh yeah, I know who it is. I remember now. Oh good, okay. Anyway, guys, I'm back. You know I couldn't stay out for long. And uh, yeah, let's dig in here in D. 
D-Day for the Clintons? What does that mean? Does that dig extra bones out of your teeth day? What does that really mean? Let's let's dig in on William Mountain and find out. Exposing all of the Clinton fraud, murders, drug trafficking. And this CFO wasn't killed either. So the Clintons must be losing power. Now the FBI has presented it to Congress. It probably won't be released for a few more days. President Trump's not ready to lower the hammer. He may never be ready to lower the hammer. Why not? On the same day, Comey is testifying behind closed doors about his involvement in murder, fraud, the payoffs that he received, the bribes he received. Um, if it comes down, if and when it comes down. And the lack of transparency doesn't bother you guys? Like, I'm concerned. Lack of transparency. How can we all get on the same page if we don't have... I think they're trying to say that public trials are bad for some reason. Down. It's all going to come tumbling down. Now, when? Robert Mueller is also continuing his investigation. And keep in mind that Robert Mueller was head of the Gestapo. His dad, Heinrich Mueller, was head of the Gestapo. And Rob Rosenstein, who appointed Mueller, his dad was head of the SS. Heinrich. He was another Heinrich. So we have Heinrich Mueller. Popped out Rob Rosenstein. And Heinrich Mueller popped out Robert Mueller. The apple doesn't fall, fall far fall from the tree. The apple does not fall far from the tree. Not, We're all Nazis, we know. It really hit me that Rosenstein was son of Heinrich Himmler, head of the SS, until um, until we did the side-by-side pictures. Wasn't he especially bad, Heinrich Himmler? Unbelievable. He's either a clone or the son of. And finally, ta-da Trump, ta-da Trump, ta-da Trump, Trump, Trump. We have a ta-da Trump story. Ta-da Trump has told the press club he's not going to have a Christmas dinner. This is his house. The courts have ruled that this is his house. No Christmas? That little thing about him getting rid of a press pass, that's totally within his legal right. Oh, she's not Some lower court made some stupid ruling, so he says, fine, we'll just cancel the press briefing. So I'm applying for a press pass. Not likely they're going to accept my request, though. You never know. They're, they're canceling the White House correspondent's Christmas party. And he's not Yay! going to be uh, press You com- need a comedian? You need a comedian? Ha, <laughs> ha. It's in January or February. Right. He's, he's like, goodbye, press. I may show up in red hair, but I, I don't believe in abortion. I'm against it. So yeah. I'm done with you. We'll let the other press. I'm pro-life. Hear me out. Why doesn't, why doesn't the people, why don't the people in charge of the press club just change the people who come to the press briefing? Why don't they just invite a bunch of pro-YouTubers? <laughs> Pro-Vimeo tubers. Just invite us. I'll come. You invite me to a press conference. I'll come. I'll raise my hand and I'll sing "Tada Trump, Tada Trump, Tada Trump, Trump, Trump." Anyway, yeah, we're gonna try. Music. Not likely the Secret Service will approve my press request because they've already cussed me out for stopping a nuclear war and saving the president's life. So, you know, I missed a lot because I don't, I don't remember when he did that. But anyway. I think we should dig right in on Gingerbread House with uh, your free TV. We're back. <laughs> we had a little bit of a uh, cat interruption, and we're back with Gingerbread, the naughty list, all that stuff. 
Sorry about this. There was so much that happened, and I want to make sure I say the right thing. Uh, because this has a lot to do with environmental organizations and their connection to the Clintons, uh, the Clinton Foundation, and their connection to foreign collusion in destabilizing our energy um, security and national security in this country. So it all reaches back into Uranium One, and it is connected to organizations such as the Sierra Club and the Nat uh, Natural Resources Defense uh, Council. Okay, we always get those things in our in our mailbox where, you know, become a Sierra Club member or, you know, a, national, a Natural uh, Resource Defense Council uh, donator uh, where they send you like, you know, stamps or whatever and say, you know, protect the environment, save the pandas, and, you know, protect your natural resources. Um, when really that these, these, it turns out these government, these organizations are being funded, and this came out in the testimony today uh, before Congress, that that they're being funded by offshore organizations that actually um, um, come out of Russia and China, big time. So a, do so a major, major uh, uh, donations coming out of Bermuda-based, um, you know, tax-free tax zone. Um, that is a Russian-based organization that is doing huge amounts of funding for the Natural Resources Defense Council. We also find that they're hugely, and also Sierra Club, and that they're also very much connected to um, China. And so you're having these clubs, basically um, their leadership being uberly corrupt, but also having to do the bidding of these foreign national governments um, controlling their funding. And of course, we know half that funding goes nowhere, uh, but it does have to do with the policies, the environmental policies, and this, um, um, uh, you know, this criminal criminal organization called the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, which is actually the Environmental Pollution Agency, because it does nothing except pay for play uh, for corporate whims. Now, of course, going along with the Agenda 21 scenario. Um, so, Representative Gosnar. He was very clear talking about um, Hillary Clinton's connection to Sidney Blumenthal, right, of the, he's an advisor to the Clinton uh, Foundation, who then had tons of business contracts in Libya, okay, at the time where, um, Does it have uh, where, you know, everything was going down with the fall of Libya, and at that time, we had the Clinton Foundation going through two different audits, okay, and they went through one in 2010 that showed really grievous um, issues, okay, and then another one in 2011 that showed absolute conflict of interest between the donations they were getting um, and uh, things such as Blumenthal's um, participation in getting um, grants for businesses he's, he was related to, okay, through USAID which is the State Department slush fund, basically. Um, it, and that this is all coming out, and it is interrelated because, you know, we also saw a massive, huge push by Joe Biden, whose son had all these um, uh, interests in, um, in energy from the Ukraine, uh, pushing for the, um, giving the, giving the uh, privileged position to the Ukraine Okay, because uh, for the freedom for the people of Ukraine, when really it was him connected with the Heinz boy, right? Heinz, who is one of the Paysors, um, uh, they're connected to the Paysor family, but Heinz is, of course, uh, John Kerry, the Bonesman, former Secretary of State, who, uh, who um, his son, along with Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, 
uh, formed, got involved with a very, very dodgy Ukrainian energy company and got, um, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars off that, which is called proxy pay for play, where, um, or donation by proxy, where it's legal because unlike, they had to name a whole act called the um, um, Stock Act, called Stop Trader, Trader, Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge Act. Okay, it was called the Pelosi Initiative because Nancy Pelosi was the one who was doing so much insider trading um, that they actually had to name this initiative um, after her. It's actually, that was around the time when she was getting um, the end of her uh, first run in the, um, as head of the Speaker of the House. And so, uh, becoming Speaker of the House. And so, this is the same thing, okay? And it's coming out now in these congressional hearings that were happening today. And so we're hearing about the Ukraine. We're hearing about the energy stealing from this country. And of course, Uranium One, what that's going to have to do with the Mexican border with Arizona, what that had to do with McCain. And of course, now we're starting to hear about Janet Napolitano and her possible um, uh, position in all of that. And as well as her under people um, such as um, uh, the woman who is now the head of the Connecticut um police she's the connecticut police commissioner for the state police of connecticut um she was in charge of ice at that time and had a huge part in this whole border issues that are that are coming out and her name um is dora shiriro shiriro c-h-r-i-r-o okay she was the head of corrections in arizona underneath napolitano and then um, she was, um, she became the uh, special advisor on ICE and detention and removal under Janet Napolitano when she was um, head of the Department of Homeland Security. And of course, this is during the whole time where Ob Obama was having all of those, um, you know, slave trading of the kids coming up through the border that were put in all kinds of precarious places across the country and tons of trafficking in children across the border, tons of detentions. Um, all of this going on, okay, during during Barack Obama, and of course, don't forget Semex and their trafficking rings that came up through the Arizona border and you know went off um, up to Denver and then over up into Chicago and over to um, the West um, and up through into Canada. So this is all interconnected and it's all coming through, and I and it's very very exciting to see, okay, because. <laughs> But when we see these, when we see people in these um, hearings, you know, the, or these, um, yeah, these hearings or testimonies, you you see such surface questions, okay? But but they're they they dig deep down down. They dig deep into um, how giant um, this operation is of the of the corruption, the collusion, and who, how intensely these people were involved. So Gosner opened the door to a lot of that today. Um, to do with environmental organizations being part of this pay-for-play, to do with our energy, destabilizing our energy um, independence in this country. And, um, you know, he also brought up the, the issue of, you know, when it, what happens when you have Soros funding things like the National Immigration Law Center with our taxpayer dollars um, subsidizing that funding and that you know, I, I don't know if folks remember, there used to be conscientious objectors that would um, refuse to pay the war tax. 
And you were allowed to do that as a conscious object, um, objector in this country that I refuse to pay the war tax. I am, I am for peace. I don't support war. No foreign, no foreign entanglements. You know, George Washington, warning, no foreign entanglements. And you could refuse to pay the war tax. Well, folks, I would put there that shouldn't we have the right to refuse to pay the treason tax? Okay, refuse to pay all of our taxpayer dollars going into these treasonous uh, activities, these anti-American activities. Uh, they, they're absolutely put there to destabilize um, our country as well as other countries. We should have the right to protest and refuse to pay the taxes that are funding these criminal organizations. So I'm going to just carry on a couple more minutes to tell you a little bit more what was said in the hearings there in the first half with Tom Fitton, who was great as always. We have so we're in so much uh, a debt to him with all of that uh, Judicial Watch has done. So this is what we also had was um, uh, Bloom of Iowa. Okay, he he asked some some important questions and basically he said, you know, when the Clinton Foundation received 28 million from King Muhammad. Um, you know, and then the Nobody State Department relaxed all kinds of uh, legislation um, uh, regarding trade laws. Doesn't that, wouldn't that be possibly considered a pay-for-play situation? And then he said, what about um, Laureate University giving Bill Clinton $17.6 million, okay, um, to be the honorary chancellor, okay? And then we find of their of their university, and then we find out that they're related to a group called International Youth Foundation. Now, folks, I'm going to check that out because I can. I, I I've got a, you know, I just think Street Kids International and Peter Dalglish and the trafficking of children using UN um, and ambassador positions and uh, the International Youth Foundation. Let's look deeper into that. I'm pretty sure it's connected to. A lot to do with the United Arab Emirates and Qatar. Um, and I have to go back in my notes and look into that again, but also get some fresh um, um, information on that for you. But they, they were getting $40 million in federal grants when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. This is the same time where Bill Clinton was paid by them, seven, paid by Laureate University, their, who is affiliated with the International Youth Foundation paid $17.6 million to be an honorary chancellor, as if he has any credit. I mean, please. Yikes. And then, as soon as she left office, um, their, their, their grants fell to $3 million. Okay? Down, down $37 million. Okay, and of course, then there's um, uh, Pinchuk and the Ukrainian oil magnet, who donated $25 million, and of course, we've already talked about what happened with Ukrainian uh, oil, natural gas, um, intense uh, State Department, uh, uh, USAID money, plus uh, congressional um, favoritism going towards Ukraine during that time. And let's just say, I'll report on a couple Q things before I go, because I think it's so great. Um, I think that what happened in the hearings today is awesome. They're getting discovery, okay, to then compel um, the further um, next step of a um, redo of investigation into Uranium One and the pay-for-play um, and that concerning specifically uh, the use of the server to uh, evade FOIA and lawsuits and litigations. 
uh, use of the, her private server, Hillary Clinton, ClintonEmail.com. And so a couple of things I'm going to end on, uh, which I think are great, is uh, we had we have a couple things. Q did put put out there um, that Cardinal Pell, the uh, Q team wanted everybody to know that Cardinal Pell from Australia, the, he was like number three, he was the treasurer, I believe, at the Vatican. Uh, and we know that whole Vatican Bank thing is huge in all of this. Um, and he was found guilty uh, for all counts um, for the abuse of two children, uh, two altar boys, which, you know, we know it's so huge compared to uh, but thankfully, those two boys at least get some justice in this and uh, convicted on all counts. So we'll find out more. There was a suppression order in the media in Australia about it. They weren't allowed to report on it, but we can report on it here. So woohoo! Yay! Congratulations uh, to the to the boys that got justice out of this. And um, thank you so much for coming forward and helping the world to put this guy uh, behind bars, Cardinal Pell. And also, I wanted to talk about the fact that Q also put out this really great post, and that's, I think, hopefully going to be the picture for this video, if I can make it happen, of a gingerbread uh, elevator at the Trump Towers. There's this great little uh, video out put out by the woman who's a baker. Okay, now people who watch Q know that they talk about baking um you know, baking the posts and um, coming up with breadcrumbs, right? Because they're all this searching by the Anons to find out all the connections with everything. And so this Trump, this Trump, this video from Trump Towers is a, clearly a very big reference to the Q um, phenomenon. We have um, this gingerbread, gingerbread elevator where you open it up and there's all gingerbread all inside. And it has a picture of Santa Claus holding a hammer, okay, as in bring the hammer. And he's up above, um, he's like in a portrait of Santa Claus holding a hammer. Um, yeah, bring in the hammer. And then there's, it's signed QA, as in QAnon, down at the bottom. This is a real Trump video, okay, and this is, the, the media is playing this um, as if this is just, oh, just another, just another cute video for the general news. And then um, the, there's a uh, mantle underneath the portrait, and there's stockings hung there, and you have Q, a Q stocking and a, and a T stocking right next to each other, and you can tell it was an O that they had to make into a Q. And when you have the zero and the Q side by side, that usually means Q plus, which has to do with a reference to Trump being the one that is um, possibly um, putting these um, posts on the Q board. And then also there was other letters. There were seven stockings, and they said it's a seven-person team, which is very interesting. Seven-person team, um, seven stockings, seven-person team that made this gingerbread house okay and and then there were seven stockings you could only see what five of them said as far as letters the other two were not seen and they, there were two on each end and um, then it was um, I believe it went um, B S A B T Q that was the order of the letters you could see so very interesting we're you know kind of looking into that what does that what does that mean what does it mean um, with the hammer with Santa Claus, I just wonder, you know, are they going to bring the hammer on? They're making Santa do the work, or he's going to hit him in the head. And the New hammer. Year's Eve, I mean, on Christmas Eve. That's when Santa on Claus Christmas comes, Eve. right? It's Christmas Eve. 
You're so, coming to bring the pain. That's what it is. Um, very interesting symbolism there. That is, of course, 1124. And um, we'll look further into that. And I think that's all I want to say to that. Um, they talked about there being 1,200 bricks, 400 pounds of flour, and the woman who was narrating it was wearing a frog pen. And recently in the Q post, there's been reference to the fact that uh, before Q ever started, um, Trump retweeted a Pepe the Frog. Uh, it was like MAGA Pepe or <laughs> something, uh, Patriot Pepe, um, celebrating uh, the MAGA movement. And... Um, I believe that was in July of 2017. So very interesting, all of that. Also interesting is we have Theresa May getting the vote of no confidence regarding her dealings with Brexit. And she has announced she's not running again. So so Merkel and May are out and Macron is next, right? The three M's, Macron, we call him moron. Uh, the moron, maybe, <laughs> and you know, you know whose daughter. Um, are, are all going to be out and it's going, it's all, there's going to be big change ups coming. So folks, I'm going to leave it there. You are free. I will tell you, um, if you want to support the channel, there's links below and I so appreciate it. Go on iTunes, hit her up on Patreon, check it out. Real news with Kyla Powers and all the truthers that you love to, to hear and I hope people get strengthened. Think of gingerbread. I know you got that gingerbread in my head. I can't. Oh, God. Who has now come to the U.S. and it may involve former President Bill Clinton. The story surrounds this man, billionaire Jeffrey Epstein, who served time in 2008 for soliciting prostitution. That charge came as part of a plea deal. It all began in 2005 when Epstein was investigated after a woman reported that he paid her 14-year-old daughter $300 for sex. Since that initial claim, there have been more than 40 women who have come forward with claims that Epstein is a sexual predator and that he not only abused them, but shared them with famous and powerful friends. Well, flash forward to today, and a lawsuit is underway in Palm Beach, Florida. In that lawsuit, multiple mentions of former President Bill Clinton, who reportedly took multiple trips to Epstein's private island. You see it here. It's called Little St. James. It all happened between 2002 and 2005. Now, according to testimony in the lawsuit, at least one woman on that compound was there unwillingly. She is referred to as Jane Doe 102. She was forced to live as one of Epstein's underage sex slaves for years and was forced to have sex with politicians, businessmen, royalty, people working in academics, etc. Now, to be clear, in 2008, when the plea deal happened, Clinton cut off ties to Epstein, but maybe not. According to the UK Daily Mail, the lawsuit claims that Clinton was friends with an unnamed woman who kept images of naked, underage children on her computer, helped to recruit underage children for Epstein, and photographed underage females in sexually explicit poses. And while Clinton cut off ties with Epstein, this woman's abuses apparently did not end their relationship, as she was reportedly one of the 400 guests at Chelsea Clinton's 2010 wedding. So what did Bill Clinton know? What was he a part of? According to the smoking gun, as part of a civil suit filed against Epstein by several of his victims, lawyers for the women floated the possibility of subpoenaing Clinton, since he might well be a source of relevant information about Epstein's activities. 
Now, while Clinton was never deposed, lawyers obtained Epstein's computerized phone directory, which included email addresses for Clinton, along with 21 phone numbers for him, including those for his assistant, Doug Band, according to a court filing. Now, I spoke earlier with Dennis Hoff, the owner of the Bunny Ranch in Nevada, and a man who personally knows Bill Clinton. In fact, Hoff photographed Clinton with two of his Bunny Ranch girls at a charity event in Los Angeles in March of last year. I asked Hoff if with multiple trips to Little St. John Island... You know what amazes me? The way that, uh, you know, we know that the NSA is listening to everything and Google is listening to everything. These people are using the same wireless devices that we are. You're telling me that we can't get transcripts of these people's conversations? I mean, if I even fart in my room, if my cat comes in and scratches the floor, they've got it on tape. How do they not have, you know, current conversations, you know, that make it unequivocally clear what these people are about and what they're up to? Why can't we force the uh, the carriers that sell out regular Americans and give police and whoever else third parties all of our information? Why can't that all be, you know, maybe not, you know, I don't know. I know we have to do it a certain way to make sure that they get what's coming to them. It just, it's just unbelievable that it is so much bureaucracy. If any normal person were to do what these people are doing, they would be snapped up in a minute. It's just insane. It says that this Epstein is just an absolute disgusting pig. I mean, to be messing around with underage girls, it's just unbelievable. Now, I give Bill Clinton a little bit of a pass because look, he had other parties after this all happened and who went to it? Stephanopoulos, Katie Curry, Woody Allen, which is not a not a good sign, I guess. Uh, uh, and Chelsea Handler. Uh, so oh. it could be possible that, it, that Clinton did not know about this. She handling somebody. Okay, so he had evidence and had taken pictures of Bill with uh, the Bunny Ranch girls. And he was saying with all those Secret Service and CIA people around Bill Clinton going on these trips, there's no way he did not know. And uh, Bill was potentially about to get deposition to testify in Jeffrey Epstein's trial. Now, all this is coming out of a trial documents. This is not conspiracy. And what just happened a couple of days ago, so that was uh, the guy's name was Dennis Hoff with the Bunny Ranch. He just came up dead. Dennis Hoff, Bunny Ranch owner and GOP. Wait, him? Oh no. Candidate for Nevada legislature found dead after party. Now this was October, just a month ago. Dennis Hoff dead, October 16th. Owner of the Bunny Ranch dies at age 72. Okay, and guess who his girlfriend is? Heidi Fleiss, uh, Fleece, the, the call girl in uh, California, that's his girlfriend who had the little black book on people, but that's another whole story. A spokesperson for the Nevada brothel tells U.S. Weekly in a statement, the Bunny Ranch is devastated by the loss of Dennis. Hoff's campaign manager, Chuck Moth, also confirmed the news via Twitter. I just confirmed with Nye County Sheriff's Department de- deputy that Dennis Hoff passed away this morning. 
he tweeted. No other details at this point. So supposedly he died in his sleep. And he was just saying there was no way that Bill Clinton didn't know. And we've got this trial going on. Well, let's keep going. There's more I want to show y'all. This is, this is pretty deep. And that party that Hoff mentions there was just one party as compared to the multiple visits by Bill Clinton. But this story is much bigger than just former President Clinton. Prince Andrew, the Duke of York, is being connected to this scandal as well. The campaign here proper begins. It is a kind of old story, but of course we are getting further facts because of the uh, plaintiff in effect. All right, we're getting... Lawsuit documents is exposing all of this. But if we were looking at Pizzagate, we were considered conspiracy theorists. But now all this is going to trial and coming out as being factual. So let's keep going. Uh, British society, including presenters with the BBC, including uh, members of parliament. Uh, it seems like this is a growing story that involves some 1,400 kids. Can you, can 1400. you tell me and the development over the last year into that story? Yeah, around the world, the headlines from Britain tend to... Uh, in the international newspapers seem to make out that Britain is this uh, center of upper-class pedophilia and uh, indeed the press here also reflecting uh, those stories there is a certain degree of frenzy about it it has, has to be said but at the same time the story keeps giving because uh, the latest uh, uh, quite apart from the fact that there have been entertainers jailed quite apart from the fact that uh, close confidants of the powerful uh, have been jailed uh, fiasco. So let's keep going. Close to the Palace of Westminster itself, the, the so-called Mother of Parliaments. So these cases are ongoing. And, uh, can you, can you define for, for us the murder charge? That, that goes back to a, a young man who was believed to have died during one of these orgies, is that correct? That's right. There's testimony uh, that's now being investigated uh, as to... You know what I just got to ask? I know this is weird. This is a weird and aside. But does anybody remember that guy? I don't know who he was, but I think he was like butt naked. And he was trying to climb out of the window at Buckingham Palace one day. And, you know, did we ever find out? Did he ever fall out the window? Did the queen try to eat him? Did he see whatever Meghan Markle had on her foot? And then he ran. He jumped out the window. He never came back. He never tried to press charges or anything. I was just wondering if that man had been seen again. Because we did get, they did have him on video. From the back, from his, you know, if anyone recognized him without clothes on, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying somebody's got to know something in the palace. I don't know. Whether, uh... Red boys, I suppose, and the murder of red boys by prominent politicians with people being named. But I think it's very important to. Okay, people being named, and it's uh, happening during orgies. 1,400 kids involved. It reaches to all levels. And do y'all remember this? Call boys in Bush Senior's White House. Now, I know that Daddy Bush just died. We're not supposed to talk bad about him. But this is. I'm going to show you the minute-long one. There's a 36-second one and a minute-long one. So this is Tom Brokaw on Mainstream News in 1989 when Daddy Where Bush was president. Lip? 
Somebody just tell me where his upper lip went. Underage cowboy ring was in the White was it House ever there? of the United States. While we're investigating, was it ever really there? Here we go. I know my computer's slow. Press Secretary Marlon Fitzwater said he knew nothing of this investigation. NBC's Lisa Myers reports her sources in the U.S. Attorney's Office say the investigation is not focusing on prostitution. I can't even tell if his mouth is moving. Watch this part. I'm, I'm looking. I can't tell. Watch. They're not when they're closed, the when they're open. Her sources in the U.S. Attorney's Office say the investigation is not focusing on prostitution, but on fraud involving the use of credit cards to pay for the callboy service. So they're not upset about the callboy's uh, pedophilia ring in the White House, but it's the credit cards and how the services were paid for. Let's just keep going. Emphasize the fact that uh, all the accusations tend to be on people who've done it. It's as if the, uh, uh, the police, the Scotland Yard has its own headlines as regards covering up things in this country. Uh, it's so scandalous that even the government here, the Home Secretary Theresa May has been criticizing the police federation uh, for the past year or so. And we know that Scotland Yard has been involved in cover-up after cover-up relating to so many different aspects of British civic, civic life. The pedophilia ring involving some of the most powerful people in the world. Back to Jeffrey Epstein, because when police were investigating Epstein in 2008, they found an Amazon.com invoice for the purchase of roadmaps for erotic servitude, principles, skills, and tools. Another called Training with Miss Abernathy, a workbook for erotic slaves and their owners. And SM101, a realistic introduction. I spoke with Pambi's Shambankari, who has spent years covering sex trafficking all around the world. And I asked him what this scandal is demonstrating about the power and the abuse of people from around the world. Uh, okay, so I'm not going to, there's like four more minutes, I'm not going to show it. But guess what just happened in the Jeffrey Epstein trial, okay, what? four days Tell ago. Us. Sex abuser Jeffrey Epstein settles court case and apologizes. A trial that would have given victims of serial sex abuser Jeffrey Epstein their day in court was abruptly canceled Tuesday. So, Palm Beach trial could reveal details of billionaires' alleged abuse. This was Washington Post five days ago. Florida trial expected to feature details of billionaires. Moments before the jury selection was set to begin Tuesday in a trial that was expected to feature testimony about billionaire sex from Jeffrey Epstein's alleged abuse. Now, how did he go from a regular school teacher, even though it was a private school, how, yeah, how did he do that, Shaft? I need to know. How, and then came Billionaire? What was he doing? What was he teaching them? Did anybody ask? See, I would be trying to find out. That's what I want to know. I want to know how he made all that money. What was he doing? How did he prove that to whoever he proved it to? Had he got those millions? He was doing something, people. We got to look into it. Anyway, it's Kyla for Kyla Powers Ready. Right on. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, 
Oh no, oh no. <laughs> We're going into it. With uh, McAllister, uh, it says, New Q Post, New Horrors on Epstein Island. Oh God. It's the holidays. Can we really? <laughs> Does the Constitution grant a sitting oh. president RE matters of national security? So, you know, I know that language is super important. It's, all, it's almost everything when you're talking about legally winning a case or presenting a case. And so this phrase, national security, you know, being bandied about up here in relation to border security, which is, this is common sense 101. You know, there's a meme in there somewhere where it shows people being frisked at the airport and having all kinds of their personal space violated. And then we have open borders. How do you reconcile the two of those things? You know, so border security, if airport security is national security, then border security is 100,000 times more important. So how they get off not thinking of this, I, I don't know. You know, I guess they just have one-track minds and they think they can get away with everything. Even the things we notice. What if the House fails to prior to majority change? What vested authority does the Constitution grant a sitting president already matters of national security? Thank you, Mr. Soros. I'm imagining that this whole uh, caravan that's headed towards you know, has been accumulating people and it's threatening. They are threatening us. They are making demands of us. They want to steal our hard earned money right out of our paychecks. That's what the French are saying. That that's a crime, y'all. That's a crime. No. The websites were all just say no. We need to bring back just say no. Ready up there and ready to go. And it was just activate the search search engines. Why is the Clinton Foundation back in the news? I, I think it's all choreographed. I do. Yeah. And it may not have anything to do with optics. The, the, the whole uh, left uh, presentation on the news, it's a show that maybe 6% or something are brainwashed for good, and but that overwhelmingly we all support President Trump. So they have the real figures, not the fake news figures. So um, they know that optics aren't necessary, I guess is what that means. I'm just guessing, but optics don't matter because the truth is people are awake. You just don't see that in uh, fake news. Of course you don't. All you see is this little group of the left. And honestly, being involved in television, you can take a small group of people and make it look like they're the majority if that's all you show on television. And if people have been brainwashed into thinking that these are a lot of different stations with a lot of different sources that are all saying the same thing. So 2582 says, Anonymous says, uh, wow, what a show. President Trump on Tuesday engaged in an extraordinary argument with Democrat congressional leaders over his demand for border wall funding, threatening a government shutdown if he does not get the money. 
Quote, I will be the one to shut it down, he told House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Charles Schumer at the White House. During the contentious meeting in the Oval Office, Pelosi repeatedly asked Trump not to discuss the funding request in front of the news media. Hmm. I wonder what she has to hop or whatever it is. You know, this pizza, goat head pizza, uh, shyster uh, person who has, you know, she's like a, a mafioso uh, <laughs> boss. She's living in a mansion. And these dumbasses who are living in poverty and squalor and her community who still support her can't see that. They got no clue. I, I can't believe very many people support her. And somehow she's jockeyed herself into this position. They can't get her out. She's like a cockroach that won't uh, search that. And 13688, the seventh floor is no more. Q, America, stop funding globalism. And I did a video on this where I went through the mega meme folder and it's on, it's in my, uh, it's on my channel. You can look for it. Seventh floor is no more. I've been going through these post midterm memes. Truth has, truth movement has Twitter and find. Don't worry about the 18th. It's a nothing burger. Twitter needs us conservatives to please its shareholders. Viewing many issues and hashtags last week indicated that MAGA viewpoints overwhelm leftist liberal views. We own the narrative now. We are on the ascendancy. Did you notice the new Twitter options on tweets to make it easier to make and add to your threads? And did you also realize that it is truthers who are making the most threads? No, I did not know that. That's very... That's actually the best news I heard in a while. Good. Great. That's great. The thing they did a good job on is making these people hideous. Hideously stupid and brain dead. So, congratulations, CIA. The rest of it was a major fail, though. Because we are winning. It just says soon. But that's another word that could... Just sitting there. I just want to... I just need proof. That's all. Good. That's what the buzz is. I look good. If I keep on looking good, they, they won't do anything to me. All I have to do is be cool. <laughs> At least this thing seems to get it. And here's another example of something you wouldn't, it wouldn't take you long. And by the way, I have a degree in visual, visual communication. I graduated with honors. I have seven Emmy nominations, one of them with just my name on it and six international broadcast design awards. I taught visual communication at the Art Institute of Atlanta before I started working in television. I've worked for every major network, ESPN, ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, you name it, Lifetime. They didn't hire me because I don't know anything about visual communication. This, you don't need to take, this doesn't take any time. And if it does take time, then you have poor reading skills. That's what the problem is. You know, I'm not saying it's not a picture, but I'm saying it also could be text. And I'm also saying they know what an indictment looks like. 
She's got to be reading more than two words the way she's reading it. She doesn't have glasses on. It's, I mean, come on. They know exactly what an indictment looks like. They don't have to process that. And they don't so, have to do it at the funeral. Come on, people. A little bit of snark was needed on that. And here we have, could you sleep if you knew the truth about everything? We have the Epstein Island tunnels. And there were some new Epstein Island graphics. And I just wanted to put this up to warn everybody. You know, it's disturbing. It's disturbing. It is. Uh. So here's an even more in-depth, and I have no doubt that the government has software that, ex, you know, extracts these shapes and these images. Oh. They know exactly what's on the, these uh, uh, surveillance videos because they have more, they have other pictures of it. They have other pictures of it that they're not showing us. This is about all they could probably do. And actually this has been better than just showing it in your face because it's taken us a while to figure it out myself and a lot of other people, you know, you notice how this is all blurry underneath and they're just drawing the outlines because I'm sure they have a clearer version of these images. So here we have a baby oh, with no legs and arms being worked on. And here we have someone that's being held and they are dissecting these people. And at, at first I thought this was an ax, but looking at this image, this image that they, they obviously have enhanced it and then blurred it and drawn over it. So they drew this stuff over the enhanced version and then they blurred it underneath and they're just showing. I, how did they show their face in public and then do this in private? This is just what really just amazes me. They're not showing us everything. You can see all the red there now. So this is a color version of this. So I'm sure they have a very crisp, sharp view of what is going on in this room. Tunnels, table 29, table 29. What happens at table 29? Because obviously there's a dining room and HRC goes there. But I believe there's some other meaning to this D room H, D room R, D room C. There's, I knew it would. At first I thought they were just butchering them and sending the meat out, but this is the dining room right here. This is the dining room. And they're naked. And they're sitting on buckets. I can't. After looking at this, and you can see, here's, Consistently macabre. They're filled with images of BDSM, injuries associated with sadistic sex practices, prescription drugs, images of children in severe distress and or states of injury, weapons, sexual imagery, and occult symbols. It also contains many images of children receiving dental work, 
which is beyond bizarre. What? What did they want to somehow connect to Epstein, whose oh Florida mansion was found to contain not only child's toys and explicit images of children, but fully functioning, professional grade dental chairs and equipment during a police raid. Now, at first, I thought this was a fetish, okay? But now I wonder if they're putting in dent, you know, implants or chips or something into these MK Ultra people, kids that they want to turn into sex slaves. Oh God! Then this meme says, "You think Trump and I are friends? He's barred me from Mar-a-Lago when he was informed of my attraction to young girls. Does that sound like a friend to you?" And again, where do all the roads lead? Well, you can clearly see they lead to this thing. Right here. They're all going to this thing. And then those all lead out to the different points of the island. Where do roads lead? Each prince is associated with a cardinal direction. North, south, east, and west. This is from PaganSPath.com, Elements and Their Cardinal Directions. So it says, Pagans have been making associations between all sorts of things in life, in spirit, and in nature for thousands of years, partly because of the belief that all things are connected and interconnected. Therefore, it makes sense that some things work together in a similar manner, in a supportive direction for a common purpose. We relate color to chakras, candles, stones, energy, and elements. But pagans aren't the only ones who do this. We often think of water as being associated with the color blue. Well, that makes sense. We're called the blue planet because of the amount of water on the earth. So it gets down here. The alchemical traditions associated certain elements of nature to the life of the world or the divine universe. In order for life to exist in any form, these four elements must exist, and there are only four elements in life, air, fire, water, and earth. Alchemy helps to explain the relationship between total creation and the position of the parts which compose it. All parts are related from each other part. Without all parts, there is nothingness. Without you, the universe cannot exist. You and I and all things seen and unseen are needed to make up what the divine universe is. So that's just a little sort of preview or taste, if you will, of how these cardinal directions um, enhance what they're doing, I guess, is where I'm trying to show. And it says pure evil, conspiracy, Q. So we're going to head into, on that note, true reporting, a secret war occurring since the death of George W. Bush, George H.W. Here we go. After George Bush Sr. is executed by Benjamin Fulford Weekly Reports, since the death of Nazi fourth rank uh, Reich Fuhrer, George Bush Sr., the battle for control of the world's financial systems and thus of the process of deciding humanity's future is now centering on the control of the SWIFT, S-W-I-F-T, International Interbank Electronic Transfer System. The final battle is taking place between the 13 bloodlines which have traditionally controlled the planet and the mediocratic or the uh, merit meritocratic 
a Gnostic Illuminati who control the U.S. military-industrial complex. Multiple sources agree. The battle is heading for a climax of sorts. Now that George W. Bush, George H.W. Bush Sr., has been executed as confirmed by both Pentagon and CIA sources. Here is what a CIA, or CIA source had to say. I have been told by two sources that G.H.W. Uh, Sheriff Bush was actually indicted on September 10th, 2018 for crimes against humanity, child trafficking, sedition, and treason. He allegedly had a plea bargain deal with the military tribunal hearing uh, his case to be executed slash suicided to keep his legacy uh, intact for his family and for the sheeple. Trump signed the death order. So was it a clone that was executed since we have intel that he died in June? Another clone? I think Bush Sheriff actually died in January 1992. Choking. You know, how would we know they had a closed casket? We wouldn't know. Sushi and then finished off by Barbara Bush with a poison cloth, as seen in the video posted last week. Military tribunals are set to begin on January 2nd, 2019. Wow. Pentagon sources, for their part, said U.S. President Donald Trump was careful not to give Bush 41 a state funeral as this executed criminal was denied a horse and Kazone like Reagan got. To the victor along the spoils for Trump picked former Bush Attorney General Bill Parr as his next Attorney General and he chose the day that will live in infamy. December 7th, the Pearl Harbor anniversary to do it, the Pentagon source added. The CIA source also wondered if Barr made a deal to avoid military tribunals and then be McCained. The term being used lately for execution suicide, McCain is what they're referring to. Maybe he flipped like Senator Lindsey Graham. The death of Bush, the former U.S. ambassador to China, whose brother handed over U.S. military secrets to that country, as did Hillary and Bill Clinton, means that the U.S. and China are also heading to a showdown as bloodline families seek Chinese protection, according to secret society sources. Pentagon sources say the arrest of Chinese conglomerate uh, Huey's chief uh, financial officer Ming Wazu uh, is a, is aimed to is take that his down real name Ming Wazu. Clinton's oh, treasonous ties to China back in the 1990s. Ooh. Chinese uh, Freemasons previously admitted to this writer that they had invested heavily in getting Hillary Clinton elected as U.S. president because they had been promised a United States of China, including A S E A N the Korean Peninsula, and Japan. Uh, U.S. intelligence also confirmed to us previously that George Bush Sr. provided China with the technology needed to accurately guide their nuclear missiles. What a piece of trash. The purpose of the Clinton-Bush transfer of military technology to China was to make China more equally militarily, uh, equal militarily with the G7, so their planned Gog versus Magog end war times uh, would be sufficiently destructive to result in their planned artificial end times. Instead, weren't we just talking about Gog and Magog? We're going to go into that. We're going to go into that so that people understand what it is. Whenever we see something, we got to educate so we all know what, what it's all about. Religious fanatics behind uh, this plan are going to face military tribunals starting in January 2019. Pentagon and CIA sources confirm. To prepare for these tribunals, Pentagon sources say Army Chief General Mark Miley was named as the next chairman of the G uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff to provide continuity and to protect Trump into his second term.
this announcement was made unusually earlier to send a message to the deep state as the previous JCS chairman was Army and Army was chosen again over Air Force and Navy. The source continued, Air Force and Navy brass have been heavily implicated in the planned World War III, which is why they are missing their turn to run the entire JCS, Defense Intelligence Agency sources note. To understand what sort of world changes the U.S. military government is hoping for, let us take a look at what U.S. Secretary of State, of State Mike Pompeo said in a speech delivered at the German Marshall Fund on December 4th. Uh, in this speech, Pompeo said we need to talk if the current international order serves the good of its people as well as it could, in, and if not, we must ask how we can write it. Later in the speech, he made it clear that current international institutions like the World Bank, the IMF, the EU, and the UN, the African Union, and the Organization of American States were all failing and needed root and branch reform. Here are some excerpts from his speech. The I'll read it. The World Bank and the International Monetary Fund were chartered to help rebuild war-torn territories and promote private investment and growth. Today, these institutions often counsel countries who have mismanaged their economic affairs to impose austerity measures that inhibit growth and crowd out private sector actors. Today at the United Nations, peacekeeping missions drag on for decades, no closer to peace. The UN was founded as an organization that welcomed peace-loving nations. I ask, today does it continue to serve its mission faithfully? Is the EU ensuring that the interests of countries and their citizens are placed before those of bureaucrats? Bureaucrats? <laughs> Got cats on the brain, sorry. Here in Brussels. However, Pompeo's proposed solutions initiate what Trump was doing in the U.S. and reassert the power of nation states and U.S. leadership. Here we go. We'll go right back into it. Try to keep it brief for you guys. Loving nations, I ask today, even in places like China, the situation is now such that 0.1% of the population controls more wealth than the bottom 90% of the population. And yet Pompeo did not propose or reset or jubilee to correct the situation. Nor did Pompeo mention that the fact that humanity has wiped out 60% of animal life since the 1970s or offer any sort of solution. In fact, Trump tweeted on December 8th that the Paris Agreement isn't working out well so, uh, so far with Paris. Protests and riots all over France. People do not want to pay large sums of money, much to the third world countries, third world countries that are questionably run in order to maybe protect the environment. For sure, the Paris Agreement will... We know that it's fake now. I think we know that it's fake, people. They're just taking the money and I don't know what they're Based running. on fraudulent science that carbon causes global warming. We don't, we won't go into detail here, but look at this link for uh, egregious example. Agree. So check out his page, t.r.u.reporting. Just want to hear this little bit about the White Dragon Society. Uh, we need to hear more about that so we know what it is. Examples. Uh, however, at least they were trying. The White Dragon Society proposes, proposes an alternative, which is to set up a meritocratically staffed uh, future planning agency to preside 
over a multi-trillion dollar campaign to stop environmental destruction and end poverty. This could also provide jobs to the useless eaters slated for mass murder of the Nazi faction that Trump has taken over. We would like to see the U.S. military government propose something similar and get China, India, and the rest of the world on board, too. In any case, the global warming fraction looks like it is losing the battle for the West, especially in France. Headquarters of the global warming Rothschild faction here, uh, excuse me, France headquarters of the global warming Rothschild faction. Here, Pentagon sources say former French chief of defense uh, staff who was fired by French President Emmanuel Macron, Army General Pierre de Villiers, is the people's choice for Elise uh, Palace. They add that the Marine Le Pen is mightier than the sword, and if she fails to be president, would be a good prime minister or foreign minister. I agree, Le Pen's great. The U.S. military government's fight against the bloodlines, though, is far from over. Getting back to Pompeo's speech, and the top of this article, we note he said America intends to lead now and always. For example, here in Belgium in 1973, banks from 15 countries formed SWIFT to develop common standards for cross-border payments. And it's now an integral part of our global financial infrastructure. Infrastructure. SWIFT recently disconnected sanctions sanctioned Iranian banks from its platform because of the unaccept unacceptable risk they posed to a system, to the system as a whole. What he was alluding to here is European bloodline and Chinese effort to get around U.S. SWIFT sanctions by setting up an alternative international payment system that is still happening, with countries like India, Russia, and China dumping SWIFT in order to end U.S. control of the international financial infrastructure. The U.S. has been fighting back by forcing regime change in European countries that try to get out of SWIFT, hence, in part, the troubles in France. The other big battleground is Japan. Here on December 6th, SoftBank corporations experienced a four-hour shutdown of its mobile and line-based telecommunications network. SoftBank has been working with Huawei, the name, by the way, means for China, to sell its phones and use its payment system. There is also the suspicion that SoftBank is using the IPO of, tele of, the, of its telecoms units set for December 19th and as a disguised way of selling the unit to China, more specifically uh, Huawei, CIA sources say. Please bear in mind that SoftBank uh, bought Fortress Asset Management, which owns uh, Musashi KK, the company whose machines count more than 80% of Japan's votes. Mm, sketchy. Richard Okoshimizu of the Independent Party of Japan has provided detailed evidence showing the company founded by Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's godfather, grandfather, former Prime Minister uh, Nobosuke Kishi, is used to steal Japanese uh, elections. It is also worth noting that Abe government last week passed a law allowing Japan's water so resources to be privatized and presumably sold at a discount to uh, Wallace to Voila of Veolia, a company controlled by the French branch of the Rothschild family. Also bear in mind that the SoftBank CEO, Mei Soyoshi's son, has been offered at least $45 billion by Israel, uh, wow. Israeli Rothschild stooge, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Anyone want to bet on son? So basically, guys, there is a war going down 
between all of these countries for the uh, taking over of the money situation. Um, and Trump, America is not going to be a part of it. This is going to, I, I hope this doesn't get into war. I really hope that it doesn't. But uh, it looks like a lot of people are trying to rig elections, trying to rig the Japanese election. Um, and they're trying to take over uh, different factions of the world to control environmental stakes, uh, basically to fund money. It's basically just a whole scam to get money. Uh, a lot going on here, guys. I wanted to share it with you um, because I find it to be important. If you found this informative and you enjoyed it, please subscribe to my channel. Uh, also, follow me on Twitter at True Reporting. And don't forget to leave a like, guys. Expect more podcasts coming out this evening. Hey, Kyla Powers Radio. This is stuff we need to know. That's great. At least we know who's being bought off and how the elections are being affected in each country. Not just our country. All the countries, these globalists are running these games with the elections. Stay vigilant, people. Kyla Powers Radio. archaeology and every day we're digging for it today is december 8 2018 now i'm going to use this video from american patriot from his channel who got it from rt i'm not making it I'm not monetized. I'm not benefiting. We'll from be back in a second. I already covered. Uh, Good evening, everyone. I already covered uh, the events at uh, the Bush funeral. And thank you for joining me. But maybe there's something I missed. Let's go into it with so Red Pill 78. The Bush family. All right. What did they do? What like didn't they do the at that funeral? Everybody was touching each other, passing notes. not their hands over their hearts. Now, why is that? Well, they didn't pledge of, they don't have hearts. I don't know why. To their patriotism, okay? These people are not patriots. They do not honor our nation. They are very upset right now. And I wonder if the ones who don't have their hands over their hearts... I uh, don't understand exactly what's going on and how screwed Three. they are. Three? Plus, look at George W. Bush over here on the left. You can even see in this <laughs> in this small picture here, this, this uh, zoomed-in photo, he is looking out of the corner of his eyes, perhaps at Pence. Pence, look at him. He's stoic as all get-out. But <laughs> 
George H.W. Bush is looking nervous. Jeb just looks depressed, low energy. And then his brother over here is, I don't know, is that Neil? Uh, there's two of them. I don't know these other two guys. He is uh, kind of looking clueless, I'd say. But these two. Maybe we should go back into that whole savings and loan thing, all that money that was lost. Did anybody ever recover that money while they were at the funeral? Somebody could have said something. Nobody probably said anything. I wasn't there. I couldn't have said it. These so. two are the ones who really have some problems. So, thinking about that, let's move on to this right here. This is from the date of George H.W. Bush's funeral. We all remember it was D5. You got people coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, Q said this, Q said that. Well, you know, Q didn't say anything. Q posted some cryptic messages and we interpreted them. So many people interpreted them to believe that there was going to be something, you know, incredible happening on December 5th. Now, granted, there was the George H.W. Bush funeral. I thought that was pretty sweet. Uh, the Huber testimony got moved as a result of that move by the deep state. But if we take a look at the bus pulling up in front of the National Cathedral here, I, I'm just going to push play and you guys tell me if you see what I'm looking for. Okay, it's a video, so I'm going to fast forward because we can't see it. Our fervor over them, our excitement. So why would they choose D5? I don't know. <laughs> All right, next, we've got a video from the Washington Pundit. Uh, this is incredible. All right, so here is Jeb, low-energy Jeb, looking just morose as all, can, all care can be. And Laura Bush shows him something on that paper, and oh, my God, his face just dropped. He looks like somebody killed his dog, and he's going to throw up right on Laura's $1,000 Louis Vuitton handbag. Yep. Oh, God, Jeb. Are they coming for you, Jeb? Is this it? Is it finally over? They got Poppy? Now they're coming for you and your little lady. You know, Laura looks a little like her husband. Like, I wonder if they're related. They're your little senorita? Not by marriage. I mean, like, like marrying oh, your husband. I, <laughs> I would not want to be Jeb. Or is it like if you're with somebody a long time, you just start looking like or anything in the world right now. Poor guy. I mean, not so much poor guy, but I, I wouldn't want to be him. Here's some more high strangeness from uh, the George H.W. Bush funeral. This is from Lone Wolf Andrew Jackson, shared by In The Matrix. Great uh, Twitter account right there. And Lone Wolf Andrew Jackson says, Can someone please explain to me what W had that was so important he had to hand it over to Michelle before the funeral even started? Well, let's take a look. Let's see what uh, W handed off. He reaches in. Oh, look, he's such a sweet guy. Supposedly he gave her a mint, but I want you to take a look her breath and know she needed a mint because Obama smiled so I do believe it could have been a mint but how did he know he just came in I don't know something. oh look at that see that corner right there that's a piece of paper oh and there is another corner that just folded down that is a note ladies and gentlemen that's Guys, a they're making us crazy we're looking for folded pieces of paper tic-tacs but he it's definitely handed that's something off to her and it was strange. not a mint. 
It was certainly a piece of paper. Now, if you it could have been Molly. Who knows? Dispute that? Leave it in the comments below. All right. Now, speaking of strange stuff happening at the George H.W. Bush funeral, here is a little piece that shows all of these deep state cabal members. Hillary Clinton opens up her pamphlet, her program for the funeral, and oh, look at that. An envelope drops out. She opens it You're up. Cordially invited. She takes a look. To spirit cookie. She quickly puts it away. Can't there you go. Get out. Maybe what's in that envelope. Too bad it's not like a note, you know, from Q saying, we got you, we got the tapes, we got the, you know. Is the same information that Laura Bush shared with Jeb earlier. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're punking us and they know that they look bad, okay, already. And it's like, they want to give us something to talk about. Let's just whisper as if, you know, we're not all a bunch of criminals. I mean, I, it could be that. It was an indication of how it much longer be. they have their freedom. Maybe it was a warning. Who knows? Going to get my, we're going to the fair. <laughs> Barack Hussein Obama. Barry Soatoro. To see if Sarah Palin has extensions God. in her hair. Oh, he sure pulled no. the wool over on our eyes, didn't he? Barack Obama, wolf in sheep's clothing. All right, so now moving on to the news. And I figure Hillary Clinton is the best place to start because we just had a little bit of a story about Hillary Clinton. But this is from the Gateway Pundit, Jim Hoff. Good friends with these guys. Love reading their stories. A wonderful publication, Class Act. Someone in one of my last videos uh, made a big to-do about the fact that I called Gateway Pundit. Uh, a, a, a prominent news organization or, or a reputable news organization. Why not? Well, I don't know about you guys, but I think that they are far more reputable than, than MSA. the New York Times or the Washington CIA Post or the Boston Globe. You name it. They need to start Gateway giving Pundit citizen journalism awards for the, to the real journalists. Breaking. Federal court orders discovery plan in 10 days. That's who Hillary's Trump Trump should have a special dinner instead of having the MSM correspondents like have all the truthers and just, you know, honor them and, and you know, like real human family stuff should an intentional attempt. And then all face. MSM people will be mad. No, he, he kicked us out of MSM truthers. Oh, yeah. Once again, Judicial Watch is doing the heavy lifting. Judicial Watch appeared in a D.C. federal court last month on a motion to compel more testimony from Hillary Clinton, as well as to make public video recordings of depositions of top Clinton aides, such as Huma Abedin and Cheryl Mills. Huma now, before Abedin. I get into the rest of the story, have, if anybody who's watching this has ever seen... Uh, Did anybody think about her name being Huma Abedin Wiener? I don't know, I just thought somebody, she had to have been introduced somewhere. They are reenactments of Hillary's aides' uh, transcribed testimony. It is hilarious. Like, the, the greatest <laughs> melodrama you've ever seen. If you haven't oh. seen those, please rush out after this video and search for that. It's incredible. The court ruled that Hillary Clinton must answer more questions about the setting up of her private server. 
Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton said that the court denied their request to unseal the video depositions of Clinton's aides. On Thursday, a federal court blasted the DOJ and State Department on Hillary Clinton's emails and ordered a discovery plan in 10 days as to whether Hillary's private email system was intentionally set up to avoid FOIA requests and lawsuits. We know the answer. Oh boy, don't we? Tom Fitton has a tweet right here just announcing the uh, motion. And direct from Judicial Watch, Judicial Watch announced today that in a ruling excoriating both the U.S. Departments of State and Justice, U.S. District Court Judge Royce C. Lamberth has ordered both agencies to join Judicial Watch in submitting a proposed schedule for discovery into whether Hillary Clinton sought to evade the Freedom of Information by using a private email system, and whether the State Department acted in bad faith by failing to disclose knowledge of the email system. The decision comes in, an, in a FOIA-related lawsuit. State and Justice Departments fell far short. So far short that the court questions even now whether they are acting in good faith. Did Hillary Clinton use her private email as Secretary of State to thwart his lofty goal, Obama announced standard for transparency? Was the State Department's attempt to settle this FOIA case in 2014 an effort to avoid searching and disclosing the existence of Clinton's missing emails? Probably. On a non-government server so that she could hide her Clinton Foundation pay-to-play while she was head of the Department of State. I don't see how the MSM, this is a Googleable thing, how they just get away with not reporting it. And I, I, I noticed that whenever I mention Hillary Clinton, liberals all go silent. It's like everybody kind of knows, you know. Okay, Ecuador deal for him to leave the embassy. Just don't talk. Julian Assange's lawyer has rejected an agreement announced by Ecuador's president to see him leave the Ecuadorian embassy in London after six years inside. Lennon Moreno, the president of Ecuador, has made no secret of his wish to be rid of the WikiLeaks founder, who sought asylum inside the embassy in June 2012 and has not left since. On Thursday, Mr. Moreno announced that a deal had been reached between London and Quito to allow Mr. Assange 47 to be released. The way has been cleared for Mr. Assange to take the decision to leave in near liberty, said Mr. Moreno. He did not specify what near liberty meant. It's not quite liberty. <laughs> Mr. Moreno earlier this year announced that he was severing Mr. Assange's telephone and internet links, and in October said he was banning him from making political statement that jeopardized Ecuador's relations with other countries. Mr. Assange then sued for a breach of his human rights. Now, I wonder what would... his authority and try to you know do things to unseat him from power, he can't Mr. because there's Mueller. nothing there. It's a Mueller. witch hunt. We know this stuff. I know my, my people know all this stuff. We're going to switch it up, uh, but check out, I, I like Red Pill 78. Um, let's just check out McAllister because I try to give you guys the essentials, the essentials. Here we go. Kyla Powers Radio. I don't know about you guys, but I've been wondering about China's ghost cities. Who do they think's coming over there? Israeli News Live. Patreon, November the 26th, 2018. And something came to my mind here just the other day, and I wanted to share that with you, our listeners here, and that is the issue about the ghost cities in China. Why are there dozens of ghost cities in China, according to ABC's report, the Australian edition? And I forget exactly the date on this. We'll take a quick look, though. Uh, they published this back, well, June 26, 2018, actually. And 
and the in the documentary that uh, ABC does on this, they speak about, of course, dozens of cities. I think they name about 50 cities that are like this. And I wanted to play a little bit of the clip of this for you, and then I want to share with you some of the insights that I've been looking at myself on why I think this, what or what these cities are actually going to be used to as we become the cannon fodder, so to speak. Listen into this right here. Apartments stretch into the sky. Traffic lights flash with no traffic in sight. The neon lights are on, but nobody's home. These are China's ghost cities, sprawling, empty spaces, just waiting for one thing, people. All of them were bizarre. All of them were surreal. There's no other way to describe just a city meant for thousands of people that's just completely empty. Now, if you back up after he says it, I want to just show you something here. That appears to be some type of place of worship right here in the background right here. Whether or not that's going to be a synagogue, a church, or something of that effect, don't really know. But you have the apartment buildings, you have the skyscrapers, you have the high-rises, you have very fancy it's very clean. Uh, type of uh, buildings as well, whether they're single That's nice. Oh, yeah. home dwellings here more in a, in a city setting or not, I can't say. But it's like everything from the very affluent uh, to the to the middle class or the common laborer, you might say. <laughs> Do uh, they go, been... you, you poor people, and you, wait, is that our house? No, no, that's not your house. Oh, where's our house? It's, it's this block. That one? Yeah. And they literally, in the video here, talk about this is the... It's called the hood. Oh, no, no. ...for millions of people. Let me play a little bit more of this. That's just completely empty. The few people that live here often wonder if they'll ever get neighbors. Samuel Stevenson Yang is a photographer working to document this modern Chinese phenomenon. I think the mission started because it was just hard for people to believe exactly how much empty property was all over the country and we you know we had to just go in person to take photos so that we could show people just the sheer scale of the building that was going on as china's mass construction phase continues bigger and more elaborate but empty cities are popping up still still ongoing how many properties lay empty across china but some guess it could be as high as 64 million. How is it? 64 million empty properties across China. I mean, it's just phenomena. And the guy that's going to speak here next talks about Manhattan in comparison. Listen to what he says. Able to like, walk through this, you know, Manhattan-sized. You know, new city, you know, before it was, you know, completely built. So you see the, the, the thickets of, you know, skyscrapers. I mean, we're talking like really, really, you know, super tall skyscrapers. You know, everywhere, and I was just able to kind of just walk through this area. And I was like, I mean, it's something that's kind of like, you know, kind of like, kind of like a nightmare. Like, you know, kind of dystopian movie of the future. And you just wake up and all the people are gone. And it's just you and these, like, empty, you know, you know, husk of, you know, buildings everywhere. But they're not going to stay empty. And that's what I believe myself. And I believe that by the grace of God, I've actually stumbled on to what is the real deal about this. I did a little research because the Lord laid it on my heart that these cities that are being prepared right now are actually prepared for the elite of the United States, maybe even I possibly Canada, you. another part. Did I not tell you that last week? 
the world. Perhaps some of the elite of Europe, the politicians, the wealthy bankers and business owners, etc., and their families and their extended families, and of course the network of workers that are the ones that uh, create this new world order scheme that is going to be going on in the very near future. Because after all, the United States and other parts of the world are going to be in oblivion in the not-so-distant future from a major war. And, of course, nationalism is to be destroyed in the United and States. And you better learn how to speak Chinese. You better start talking to people. You know, you better start talking, watching Sesame Street, learning that Chinese. Well, those that they're planning on saving have to have somewhere to go. And oddly enough, I had one friend, or an acquaintance, I should say, that I've spoken to you guys about before on Israeli News Live, our YouTube channel, that had often told me about the elite would actually go to the Far East. He spoke about the Philippines. He spoke about China to me. And of course, I remembered how that President Trump's own grandchildren are studying the Mandarin language. Well, it gets more interesting than that. I actually began to piece things together as I looked at this, thinking to myself, wow, you mean that when they go to blow this nation up here with a war with Russia, some kind of provocation that is done in order to cause Russia to strike the United States? Not to say that Putin is not well aware of this himself, Maybe he is, maybe he is not. Maybe he's only playing a part in this, or maybe he's just totally unaware and will attack the United States eventually anyway. Nonetheless, what's going to happen is they're going to move mass amounts of people to the Far East, to China. Maybe they'll fly them in through Europe. Maybe they'll come from the other direction as well. Maybe that's part of the Silk Road initiative to be able to fly them in, say, to Europe, and then to take them by high-speed rail all the way into China, to these so-called ghost cities. In fact, I was shared with some uh, very interesting uh, friend of mine uh, that has connections in the intelligence community, not necessarily intelligence himself, uh, but has shared with me how that when the United States will be struck by war in the not-so-distant future, you can count on one thing, the elite and their families and all the support staff will be well-protected underground. We know about that huge airport over there in... Uh, uh, what is that? That's in Colorado Springs, right? Huge underground network there for the airport where people could be shuttled into there and then shuttled out of the country to safety. It looks like China is definitely going to be a major destination. And by the way, I think it's going to really surprise you when you find out some other things I'm going to share with you on this. You know, you have to go, as I said, though, to the Silk Road, that Silk Road initiative, which, by the way, they made it look like Xi Jinping was really the guy that inspired all of this, but in reality, Xi Jinping is not the inspiration for this huge, uh, massive uh, operation called the Silk Road, or the rest, or, you know, the, the rebuilding of this. Says here, the Silk Road was established during the Han Dynasty, beginning around 130 BC. Marketers and trade posts were strung along a loose uh, scheme of thoroughfares that ran from Greco-Roman metropolis of Antioch across the Syrian desert through modern-day Iraq and Iran to the former Chinese capital of uh, Xi'an and streamlining the transport of the livestock and grain, medicine, and, and science. In 2013, Xi Jinping, which is the current president of China, announced that the Silk Road would be reborn as the Belt and Road Initiative, the most uh, ambitious infrastructure project the world has ever known. Well, oddly enough, the money for that project has come heavily from 
Jewish backers or supposed Jewish backers, the Rothschilds, the families, these multi, what, billion, trillionaire type people that have been funding this. And the idea did not uh, start with Xi Jinping. It was actually a Hungarian man back in the mid-1800s, if I remember that right, I studied this once before, that actually uh, initially brought the idea forward. Now, from what I can see, though, is that they've been setting up to continue the industrial revolution that America once had and to continue this massive growth of wealth and income. But the thing is, is they know they have outlived that ability to do it in the United States. Well, after all, we had the trade unions, all that to try to bring better wages and better jobs for the poorer class. And that just doesn't work. Well, I think it works great. But unfortunately, uh, those wealthy business owners don't think it works. They don't like paying all that money out. They like communism better. In fact, recently, that's why one friend of mine, and I know he meant well when he said it, uh, as he spoke to me about China's involvement in Haifa and building the gas pipelines from Haifa going over to Greece and also to Northern Africa, the split right there, and how that it is going to be the West and the Israel that will be the big winners in this. Well, in reality, the West is not going to be the big winner. But the wealthy business, businessmen of the United States, they will be the big winners because they're the ones that have been investing in this pipeline. They are the ones that have been uh, making sure that the wars have been spearheaded to overthrow Iran, Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Sudan, as General Wesley Clark did say himself. Well, interesting, isn't it? Gets more interesting, though. I want to share with you some of those thoughts that I had on this. I thought about the death of America, as it's put here in the trumpet, called the death of American manufacturing, globalization, and outsourcing. outsourcing or Does anybody realize we're not making anything? We're not making a darn thing, y'all. Customer, because what they need is they are creating a more massive military over with Saudi Arabia to help police the entire world. Hmm, makes you wonder then. There's going to be a lot of beheading in the world because the Saudis will have a big police stake in the future military of the world. Not to mention, really and truly, all we're doing is we're making America great again on the blood of children and little babies and mothers and fathers that are trying to live a little peaceful life on some backside of a desert somewhere in the middle of nowhere where the life and luxuries that we have is nothing for them what little bit they do have is being crushed as a new world order is taking over everything that they have but i think it was interesting because as the article here in the trumpet goes on to show you is how that we went from having a great robust economy here to suddenly those manufacturing jobs begin to go overseas and they did during the reagan years and more and more Big business owners moved over and moved over and moved over. Well, I had friends of mine that were actually uh, big owners in some of these types of companies, and yes, they are Jewish friends, and yes, a lot of Jewish people own big companies, and but not just Jews either. There are some other wealthy businessmen out there that also moved their manufacturing companies overseas as well. But there was one thing that was interesting. I never will forget because I am an inventor. That is something I do. I've created many very interesting uh, products in my lifetime. 
One of those, though, was very detailed. It was made for moving very sensitive equipment. It was highly sophisticated. But to manufacture it in the United States, the very base cost was about $2,000 to manufacture this uh, smart design that I made that can move sensitive machines. Well, oddly enough, the very friend of mine that was interested that owned you guys more expensive. It law. didn't matter that the manufacturers have moved to China. We pay any much more money anyway. But what were they doing? They were taking the profits that they were making, massive amounts of profits, and they were investing it, building all these future cities here for the people that they're going to save during the depopulation agenda that's going to happen in the United States, what? possibly what Canada as well. My friend. What depopulation? Agenda. What are you talking about? You're there, and maybe even in Europe, maybe they're going to take you guys out as well. Maybe it's going to be a free-for-all for Russia. Western Europe, they have to think about why they're moving all the refugees into Europe and why they're moving all the refugees now into the United States. You know, I was told, and this is sad to say, but I was told that not only are they going to destroy this nation, but they plan on genociding. A racial genocide no less. You don't think that some of these elite care about the color of your skin? They do. Sadly enough, they do. And I think that's a shame, but I want to share more. It doesn't end there. Let me show you some interesting things. I'm Teach your kids Mandarin the Jared and Ivanka way for 75000 and up a year. As I said to you, if you remembered, President Trump's grandchildren are learning Mandarin. And in fact, when we went to go see about enrolling our son into high school, we were surprised to find out that Chinese is now the, one of the main languages to be learned in high school four-year course. You're kidding me. It used to be French or Spanish. Now listen, I'm not against the idea of learning Chinese. Great thing, yes, there is a lot of business between the United States and China, but when you realize there's an agenda behind it, then you understand why they're doing what they're doing, all right? But it doesn't end there. Of course, China, uh, President Trump, uh, Ivanka Trump's five-year-old daughter, Arbella Kushner, serenaded visiting Chinese President Xi Jinping with a Mandarin folk song earlier this month. It prompted an outpouring of affection from many in China. In America, it probably prompted at least a little envy among other parents of young Mandarin learners. President Donald Trump may be known for his treats to knock China down and peg or two, but his grandchildren are part of a growing desire among American families to help their kids take advantage of China's global rise with Mandarin skills. It is a global elitist plan. What President Trump is doing is only a charade. And unfortunately, many of us are just gullible enough to believe the charade. But, like I said, it gets more interesting. I ran across this book here, chapter nine, is called Israel and the Jewish People in Chinese, Cyberspace in 2002. And you wanna keep the date in, in close in mind as I speak about this. It's uh, Zhang Ping, background, in the year 2000, a dramatic change occurred in Chinese cyberspace concerning the Chinese understanding of Israel and the Jewish people. Described by some people as a language revolution, the change involved a re-examination of history of the Jewish people, especially that of the state of Israel. 
discussion about the true situation of Palestinians and terrorism and the relationship between the Chinese people and the Jewish people empowered by a relative freedom of expression and information access on the internet. A large number of Chinese web surfers challenged the anti-Zionist tradition in communist China and rephrased their expression regarding Zionism, the state of Israel, the Jewish people, etc. While tradition pro-Palestinian voices are still in the mainstream in Chinese official media pro-Israeli activists and Chinese, the cyberspace in 2002 radically changed the whole no. picture and made pro-Israeli expression a common fact in the Chinese virtual world. Wow. All right? Now, this that will come there, that will inhabit those cities right there in China to continue this mega movement of an economic powerhouse. As I said earlier, and I didn't bring the proof with me on this particular broadcast, but the Rothschilds had invested the money in China for the Silk Road. It wasn't so much Chinese money that did this. And again, that money came from the billions and billions of profits that were made by moving all the manufacturing jobs over to China to begin with back in the 80s and 90s. So what do you know? So they've been working on also changing the relationship between the Chinese people and that of the Israeli people. And as I was asked as well by a friend of mine, and I appreciate this because I do love Chinese people very dearly. I do not like a communist government, though, that suppresses freedom of religion. But yes, the Chinese are there in Israel, in Haifa, and as I have been told... They're in Africa, too. And buy uh, parts and material from the Arabic community. They're including them in there. That is probably more so China's part than it is uh, Israel's part because that's not too favorable of a situation to do, especially as much suppression as we see going on in the nation. But then again, it's tit for tat. We see also radical Palestinians that also strike at Israel. But then again, they're provoked. People have no idea what's really going on over there. But the truth of the matter is, the Silk Road is coming right to the port of Haifa. And at that port, it is going to branch off, again, another branch in the Silk Road, which one will go to Greece, the other will go to Northern Africa. Maybe this is why Greece had to be toppled economically. Oh. Nobody ever considered that as a possibility. Oh. Libya? Yeah, we knew it was coming. So the pipeline goes to Libya, the other pipeline goes to Greece, what do you know? Now the full control is already there. And the cities, those mega cities, those ghost, ghost cities as they're called, that were built in China, are for the economic powerhouse that made America great at one time, that will once, will soon, in the very not-so-distant future, make China great. And after all, they're ghost cities because, well, they'll kind of be on their own. Very interesting. Well, I guess you could say it's a theory, but after all, I think it's a theory that has a lot of weight. I'm Stephen Benoon. You're watching Israeli News Live here on Patreon. And uh, listen, if you happen to be one of our, our friends that are... Yeah, check out Israeli News Live. They got a lot of interesting news that I check out often. Tyler Powers Radio. Pop that. Check it out. Oh. Okay. Tyler Powers Radio. 
We're coming in on uh, Karen Hoot's latest update. I feel like she's the only one telling us what's going on with IMF. So you can check her channel out, Karen Hootis. She has spoken. Okay, let, let's let her talk in her own words. Here we go. Four is for whom the bell tolls. Thank you to DCTV. To let's get her speaking her. candidly. That was true at the end of World War II when the world's wealth was deposited in the World Bank, and it's true today. It took me several hours to show that the countries of the world insisted that they have a voice at the World Bank and that it was evident from a statement that the United States governor made to the members of the World Bank in 1946. It took me hours to post the statement on the internet and you can read it in the teleprompter. There's actually one more uh, broadcast that she has that's a little more recent than this. So we'll go in on that. Let's go right in that we in the Board of Governors run the Bretton Woods institutions and that Lagarde was not authorized to sign the Galactic Agreement. Well, our proof today is that I'm not arrested and the world's wealth remains in the global debt facility, just ready for cleaning up the corruption in the world's money in a global currency reset. There's not a single corrupt entity that I work with. I'm only working with decentralized humanity. That's how you know that we are in a global currency reset. And I'm going to give you some background. Our newbies really need to get caught up. The ancient history has been falsified. There were very sophisticated civilizations in the past. This fact has been covered up by the entire archaeology profession. We've already established that there's a group that thinks we're too stupid to find out that we have been systematically lied to. Hello. There are enough people alive today to realize that this is true. Jose Rizal, that genius, gathered a team at the end of World War II to prepare for this day so that we could end the corruption peacefully. We are going to get the job done. One reason I like to show you what happened in the past is to tell you that this will tell you something about our present time. And there's a quote, those who can't remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Last week, I tweeted the chronology in my 2011 testimony to the European Parliament. And when I tweeted that, I said a cover-up at the heart of the international financial system must be resolved. I've been telling you for some time now that we are all in a reality that is different from what you've been learning in the press and learning about in the university. This difference comes from the fact that the one bank owns the news outlets, uses the tenure system to prevent universities from teaching the truth, bribes or threatens the politicians, and tries to hide its influence. That system has broken down, largely because of the wealth of the world that was set aside in the Bretton Woods institutions at the end of World War II. 
And now I'm going to speak about how we're going to work together. And I made a list of notes about what I wanted to talk to you about. But first, I wanted to show you what landed on my desk. It's my pass to the annual meetings, and I tweeted that. It says 2011. Now, this is not something that I had. And I was wondering, who gave it to me? Who gave it back to me? They, I found it in exactly the same place that I found the business card for the Minister of Finance of Malawi. That's a mystery. There are going to be a lot of uh, mysteries that we're not able to answer. Um, we can try. And one of the ways that I've been learning is because people give me information. I've been working as the uh, overseas mandate trustee for the Global Debt Facility now for a number of years. And at the center, people like to share information. Uh, and I like, I like to learn. But let me tell you, first of all, please don't uh, call me. My phone numbers are readily... Um, <laughs> people are calling her. Everything's going to become a big jumble. So that's the first thing. But I do want to be contacted. So, primarily. Because when we know that we're all interconnected and we're all fighting um, corruption, that, that tells us about who we are. But there are other things that should tell you about who you are. It shouldn't be, um, turn off your, uh, your television set because that's coming to you from the bank cartel. And that's giving you a false impression of who you are. You don't need that information. What you need is you need to, to just think about what's going on in your world and with the people that you know. And we are really each other's Keepers. Uh, the people in Ghana have a feeling um, that their ancestors are sitting on their shoulder, and they're probably not far wrong. Uh, people want to know who's part of the coalition, and I'll tell you right away, the biggest, the biggest part of the coalition are the people that came before us, whether it's because we think of them or because we're relying on them. We wouldn't have all of the world's wealth in the global debt facility if, if Jose Rizal hadn't gone before and prepared the road for us. It's been a very, um, we've, we've had things handed to us on the silver platter. What Jose Rizal called this was the proclamation and declaration of the gift of love. And that's exactly what it is. Um, he's, he's watched out for us. And if you're uh, somebody in Ghana, you believe that he's still watching out for us. But be that as it may, our efforts are, um, we're, we're really at the tail end. We're standing on the shoulders of the people that have gone before us that have paved this road. And uh, I like to think about uh, what's happening to us being, being a woman and, and a mother. It's actually that we're pregnant with a new world. And anybody, when they, when they know about pregnancy, they know that if somebody's pregnant, they will give birth. And I sincerely believe that humanity is on the threshold of a new, a new age. We're pregnant with the new age, and we will ultimately, um, humanity is going to be 
reborn in some fashion. And the money, because our financial system is not sustainable. It's, it's so, if you look at the, the um, graphs that I've showed you about the value of the Federal Reserve note in terms of gold, it's, it's been um, devalued. And the United States uh, military knows that full well. That's why they are depending on our monetary gold reserve. And, and so if you uh, look at the power transition model, which comes from the National War College, where they have a lot of experience, you realize as well, yes, we, we're just following that blueprint. That's not so difficult to figure out how uh, we get to it. And all of the countries are going to be, um, they're going to get themselves governed. They're going to figure out how they want to be governed. In the United States, it's not so difficult. We have a path because we've got this Article 5 convention. We can start out with a constitution that we know, that we thought we had. We don't have it now, but we will if we have this Article 5 convention. And then from there, we can, we can figure out how to govern ourselves Hello. between public opinion and what the U.S. Congress did. Because the U.S. Congress, we know, it's not, it's not what you think it is. It's not what the uh, Constitution requires. Um, it's just totally corrupt. And look around and see what's actually going on. It's, it's very clear that there's something seriously amiss. Other third, <laughs> and you're probably it. part of that other third, or you wouldn't be watching this now. And so you have to you have to really um, do your part because the others are are too uh, susceptible to this weaponry, which is being deliberately used. Because we're in a battle, we actually are in a battle. But the chances that we win the battle are excellent, and part of the reason is because. There's something that I call a critical mass. Sometimes I wonder um, whether whether we're actually whether the model is is telling us um, is correct. And then when I think about the critical mass, and I'm interacting with that critical mass of people all the time, whether they're sending me emails, whether um, whether reality is manifest, because that's actually what what reality is. Reality is when a critical mass of people believe something. And there were, there were experiments about that um, in the 1950s in Japan, where they could see, um, based on what happened with, um, with monkeys, it's called the 100 monkey effect. Um, the monkeys were washing sweet potatoes. And when enough of them story sweet potatoes, the monkeys all over the world in islands that weren't Sweet connected potato. to um, the ones that actually um, had started washing their sweet potatoes in the sea. And the reason for that is because people are interconnected, monkeys are inter interconnected, and one of the ways that we're interconnected is in the way we think. Our, it's called the collective unconscious. So. If the collective unconscious believes that there's um, a global currency reset, yes, there will be a global currency reset. In other words, people, it's up to us 
and we can make it happen. We have to, I guess, focus on the way we want it to turn out and try to support each other and remind us of that. I'm glad for Karen's voice. Karen, who is letting us know about the reset. Kyla Powers Radio. Thank you.